0: Well, I'm excited to uh, be here this morning. I'm excited that Pastor Nathan has given uh, nine of us the opportunity to step in and uh, shake off our nerves and just step up in boldness and in faith and to to deliver a message to you. And now my mic is playing games with me again. So anyway, I want to welcome all those that are out here and those that are online. Um, This past Month, we have gotten the opportunity to learn our number one core value, and that is uh, introducing Jesus to everyone. So the past weeks, we have um, learned that Jesus is human. He is a shepherd, He is the Christ, He is a servant, He is a builder, He is a ladder. And today I get to share with you that Jesus is a physician. Um, And a physician is one who is skilled in the art of physical healing. And we have quite a few people uh, within our Thrive family that are doctors, nurses, care providers. And there are times of need that we have to go to them, right? Um, We should always go to God first for our physical healing and prayer, but there are needs for physicians as well. So when I was... um, Given the opportunity to speak on physician, I, you know, I went to the Lord and I was like, okay, where, where did my, where did it begin for me that I had a a bend towards science and towards the body? And just three days ago, he downloaded to me. um, For those that remember, uh, seventh grade, eighth grade science class, where you had the opportunity to dissect a frog. Did anybody get to dissect a frog? All right, so you know you know where I'm coming from. Well, being a girl, and I was kind of outdoor girl, but I was still kind of squeamish about cutting a frog. It just grossed me out. I did everything to get out of that class. It didn't work. Uh, luckily for me, my partner—we were partnered up. They, I think it was a boy. Of course, it was probably a boy. He didn't care. He just sliced that frog up, and we—you know—you pinned it back but it was going inside and looking at all the little body parts kind of like the game operation where you go in and you get the little body part that's what the frog reminded me of uh, those the little heart and the little lungs and so that began my i think fascination for the human body or <laughs> the body in general and how it operates so i spent 20 26 years in the military but the The latter 23 of those years, I was in the dental field. And so I learned a lot about the anatomy and physiology of the head and neck area. So I could tell you the numbers of the teeth. I could tell you the muscles of the the mouth and and the brain and the bones. Um, So that that was fascinating to me. After I retired from the military, I, I decided to do something a little less stressful. So I went into massage therapy. Well, then I got to learn more about anatomy and physiology in the body. Um, and it's, to me, it's just fascinating how the body works. Um, along with that, as a health coach, I learned the importance of proper nutrition and diet and, and exercise and, and what that means for, for us. So I've always had a bent towards the science and, and the body and how it works. This past year... A year and a half, I'm about six months out from finishing my pastoral care degree. And what I've learned through it is really how the mind and body operate um, and how it's affected by our hurts and our traumas and the unforgiveness that we hold on to. And um, uh, you've been hearing all this plug, these plugs about the Freedom Conference. And that's really what this is about. It's about um, learning how to go to the Lord, learning how to go directly to the Father with our our issues, our hurts, uh, the wounds that we've carried for so many years. And and I I implore you and plead with you that that if you've never been to a freedom conference, to please sign up for it. I promise you will not uh, you won't regret it. And and just the amount of love that you will get from that and the amount of love that you, you feel the Father through that moment, um, you, won't, you won't be disappointed. All right, so back to the topic that we're going to talk about. So the question is, so is Jesus a physician? Yes, he is. he is. He is. Is he one who is skilled in the art of healing? Yes, he is. He is. And he created us in three parts. He created us in spirit, soul, and body. And don't you believe that Jesus is concerned about our spirit, soul, and body? Yes, he is. is. And he, he heals us in three different ways. He can heal us naturally. He can heal us medically. And he can heal us miraculously. So if you've ever gotten a cut on your finger, how many have gotten a cut on their finger at some point? Okay, most of us. We clean it up and we put a Band-Aid on it. Usually within a day or two, that wound has healed itself, right? So that's God's design for our body is for it to heal itself. And and then there are times maybe that you get a deeper deeper laceration that may require stitches. And that requires a little bit more than a Band-Aid or a Steri-Strip. You need to go into the doctor, a physician, and have that stitched up and cleaned up. Same thing with a broken bone. You might have, um, uh, let me backtrack. So 15 years ago, I was counting, um, I had a motorcycle accident and I broke my left clavicle. And so my, my bone just snapped right in half. Uh, went to the doctor, had an X-ray, and um, the doctor said, you know, yes, you broke it. It's a pretty clean cut, but it will heal itself over time. So I, they put me in a sling. Now I was in the military at the time, and I had PT. So I was uh, uh, given the opportunity to not have to do push-ups for six months. <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty strong and I do some pretty good push-ups, but man, I was so thankful not to have to do push-ups. that hurts if you've ever broke your clavicle. So 6 months later I went back, they took an x-ray of it and of course uh, the bone was like this initially and then it overlapped and it healed itself. It fused together and it became strong again. And so then I had to do push-ups. That's okay. But so you see that there's times that we need uh, a medical provider, and there's times that sometimes God will just utilize our own bodies to heal itself. So so those are two, two of the three ways. So naturally and medically, the Lord can heal us. Thank God. Now, God also can heal us miraculously. And so I want to show you a video clip from The Chosen about a miraculous healing that Jesus did. It's beautiful day or anything, huh? Come on. 11! Stay back! Cover your mouth! Don't breathe his air! Don't come any closer! It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi! Rabbi! Rabbi, Rabbi, you, Rabbi you can handle you you this you disease! You <coughs> Please... Please... I knew it. What can I I ever do? Do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor? Please just do me this one thing. Uh, But what do I tell people? Go, show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded and go on your way. (sighs) Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Definitely your color, (laughs) not too shabby. (laughs) I just love that show. It really brings the Bible to life. Um, So, if you've never seen The Chosen, I'd highly recommend it. Um, That scene comes from Mark chapter 1. It says, Now a leper came, excuse me, a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling down to him and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and you saw that in the the movie or the show. So the question is, why is Jesus a physician? Well, one is because he loves people. Um, He he went throughout all all Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth to, to heal people. Matthew 14, 14, it says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. Matthew 4, 23 and 24, it says, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Jesus is a lot of things for us, but let me share three things that Jesus is not. One, Jesus is not a sensationalist. Meaning that he is, um, he's never healed people to draw attention to him. Um, as you saw him tell the leper, you know, don't tell anyone. Just show them that you you are healed. So it wasn't for his glory. It was really about the healing of the individual. Number two, Jesus is not a confessionalist. Uh, meaning that he believed in confession. But not to the extreme of making people feel bad or guilty if they didn't get healed. And then number three, Jesus is not a dispensationalist. That's a big word. Dispensationalist. Jesus wasn't compassionate just for the three years during his messiahship. He he healed before. He healed before. I know it's hard to see that cross on the back. He healed before he was put on that cross, and he healed after he was resurrected. Amen? Amen. So here are a few scriptures to back this up. Hebrews uh, 13.8, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Matthew 8. 16 it said when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out their spirits with just a word and healed all who were sick. He did he wasn't picky about who he, he made well hurt, or healed. He, he healed everybody. He didn't discriminate. Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Jesus is not going to die again. He's not going to die again for our sins, and he's not going to uh, die again or be beaten again for our healing. He's already done it. One and done. It's done. It's it is finished right so luke 440 it said when the sun was setting all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed him you see a pattern here i mean he everywhere he went people brought they flocked to him they brought they they knew the miracles that jesus could do and so they they had faith in him for their healing. Luke 6, 17 through 19 said, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and he healed of their diseases as as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out of him and healed them just a touch just a touch of his robe brought healing and it wasn't that there was power in the robe it, there was power in the faith of that individual to touch that robe, right? And that sometimes that's all it is. It's just the faith of a mustard seed to believe that Jesus can heal us from anything, from any affliction, any illness, any burden that we're carrying. It, it's just having faith in him. So he healed all who came to him, and he he healed some who who didn't come to him. He even healed people who didn't ask to be healed. Yes. (laughs) He healed a woman who was bent over for many years. He healed a man with a withered hand who didn't ask. He healed all ten lepers even though only one returned to thank him. And he healed people everywhere he went because he loved people. He loves you. He loves us. And not just us. He loves all of us with all of our junk. And those that are struggling to know who he is, he loves every one of us. So Jesus is a physician because he loves people. And number two, because he is willing to heal. Jesus bore our sins on the cross. He took everything for us. So that we could be here today. I shared Matthew eight seventeen earlier, but I'm going to share it in the uh, Passion Translation. It says, in doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our weaknesses, and he carried away our diseases and made us well. When I read that, I've read that numerous times, but God gave me the picture that he put upon himself our weakness, and all I could see was him on the cross, like a a coat of all of our sickness and all of our illness. He, he carried that burden on the cross he carried away he carried away our diseases when he was taken away from us right he carried away all of our afflictions he carried away all of our illness he carried away all of our burdens our anxiety our fear he's already done it because he loves us that much. He is willing. But some people, sometimes people don't believe that Jesus took our sins. They don't believe that Jesus bore our sickness too. But it is his will for all of us to be saved and all of us to be healed. Amen. Amen. So back to Mark chapter 1. So now a leper came to him. So now that you've got the picture in your mind from the the scene, so now a leper came to him, and that was Jesus, imploring him, begging him, kneeling down to him, saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. So another scripture on his willingness is from 2 Peter three, uh, three nine. So the Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So repentance means remorse, right? It means remorse from our past conduct from our past sin is basically going to the Lord and apologizing for the stuff we've done. So the definition of will, going back to willingness and the Lord's will to help, to to heal this leper and to heal anyone is desire. Will equals desire. So when we see it's God's will, it is actually his desire. It is God's will that we are all saved, but reality is, is not everyone will be saved, but it's still his desire. It's God's desire for our healing, and you might ask, why aren't more people healed? Well, first of all, a lot of people are healed that we don't know about. that's just, that's just true, right? <laughs> and second, we live in a fallen world. And um, the Lord loves us all, but as, you know, we have the will, of the will of the Father wants all of us to be saved, but some of us aren't saved. It's his will that we get healed, but some of us will not be healed. And third, a lot of us become too intelligent to be healed. I know, I got open-toed shoes, and my toes got stepped on. So with that being said, so if you've ever been to a foreign country or a third-world country, um, been to Honduras a few times, you see, you, see, you see poor, the poorest of the poor. And um, they can't afford doctors like we can. They, they don't have access to urgent care or the ER or to go and just, they, they don't, even to get a, a laceration stitched up. They don't have that luxury. We do. So, sorry. When when we go to Honduras or you go to any, on any mission trip, especially if you're uh, associated with a church, you um, you will have the opportunity to have altar calls. So we we have would have many um, services throughout the week, and there would always be an altar call. Well, I will tell you more than not people would come up to the front because we would have the whole this whole area covered with people and translators to translate for the Americans, and so we would be teams of three praying for people, and there would be lines like there would be lines of people for prayer because they have faith that God can heal them because that's all they have that's all they have is is to have faith in the lord a touch from him for that for that healing and sometimes we miss out on that you know we we get a little prideful maybe or embarrassed which we shouldn't we shouldn't be You should never be embarrassed to come up for prayer. You should never be embarrassed to ask for someone to pray for you, to ask for healing. Unspoken prayer, come on, ask for it. It's okay, be bold. God knows what you need, but sometimes he needs needs us to verbalize it. If you've never had an opportunity to go on a mission trip, I would highly suggest it. Um, it's life-changing. It's a, it's a wonderful um, opportunity. All right. So back to the leper. He's seeking Jesus for his healing. And I don't know if you know much about lepers, but what they have on their body is highly contagious. And so they were shunned, more or less. They were they were, as I say, put to pasture, but they were told to, you know, they've got to be far away. So they lived in colonies, uh, they lived in the caves, basically, um, far from their, their family, far from society. Um, they just weren't. They weren't allowed, you know. Even with the woman with the bleeding, she was considered unclean as well, as, as, as much as that, that uh, leper. And so if he was ever in the vicinity of anyone that was clean or healthy, um, he would have to cry out, unclean, unclean, and to let them know that he was unclean. But g- go back to the scene... Go back to the scene of Jesus. Now, go back, and and his disciples are in the back, and they're just watching. They're like, what is this man doing? Doesn't he know he's a leper? They were trying to warn him from going to him, but what a beautiful picture that Jesus shows just his love and compassion for someone who was hurting, who was shunned, who was kept far away, um, unloved, untouched. you know how lonely that must be and how hurtful that is to someone? You know, we don't have, per se, leprosy, but we have those that are hurting, those that, we, that you know, lack touch and lack love. But Jesus fully embraced him. He didn't just touch him. He hugged him. He hugged him tight. You saw him. And I can just picture that truly the Lord did that. Jesus did that. He loved him and, and showed compassion and, and care for this man who probably hadn't had it in a long time. So when we go to the old covenant, um, it states that the, the unclean, the unclean would make the clean unclean. And so I'm thinking, okay, how can I put that in today's terms? Okay, white pants, you're getting ready for church, and your dog is just just rolled in the mud. Rolled in the mud and wants to say goodbye to you before you go to church. And so what was once clean, the unclean of the dog made you unclean. Got a picture of that? But the new covenant states that the clean makes the unclean clean. So the clean in Jesus is stronger than the unclean in you. Amen? As some would say, that's tweetable. <laughs> so Jesus is a physician. Because he loves people, he's willing to heal people, and three, because he is willing to heal you. Jesus said, I am willing, and Jesus can't change. The question is Is he willing to clean me? That's what I imagine the leper was asking. Jesus had healed hundreds of people thus far. So really it wasn't a matter if Jesus was willing to heal. But was he willing to heal him? A leper who was highly contagious that nobody wanted, nobody loved. And maybe that's a question sometimes that we have. Is Jesus willing to clean me? Is he willing to deal with all the stuff that I've gone through, all the junk that I've put my family through, the hurts that I have caused others. Is he willing to heal me of that? The healing is for everyone, it's for everyone. We're no less deserving of God's healing in our, on our lives. Remember, grace is for the undeserving. Grace is not for the deserving. And guess what? We are all undeserving. Every one of us. So Mark 2:16 and 17 said when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. So how is it you get saved? By grace through faith. I heard grace this morning. Uh, Terry was speaking grace over and over. Um, He bore our sins and he bore our sicknesses. So how are you going to get healed? By grace through faith. And grace is for the undeserving. And guess what? We are all bad enough to receive his grace. Amen? Amen. And we are all bad enough to receive his healing. So I want you all to bow your heads and close your eyes. How many of you would just by lifting your hand in a minute? would say to the Lord, I need to be healed. There is something physical in my life that I need to be healed from. Would you just put your hands up to the Lord if you need his healing touch today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I want you to ask Jesus to heal you now and say, Lord, I know you are willing The same way I receive salvation, I receive healing right now in Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed, and in a minute, you'll receive an invitation to come to the altar. But right now, I want to pray for everyone that raised your hand. And if that's you, and you need God to touch you physically, put your hands in front of you and turn them upward in a receiving posture. Lord, you see your children. God, you are still moved with compassion today because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus, I ask you as I pray going into this weekend, I ask you right now to heal my brothers and my sisters. Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet, And I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We want to tell you we we receive it today by grace through faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you just say thank you? Can you just thank the Lord? Thank him. Thank him that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank him for his healing power. In Jesus' name, amen.